You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Sure you're ready for overflow this night. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tonight, allow the Spirit of God speak to you. Allow Him reach out to you and touch your life in a unique way. I believe that, you know. One of the major ways that God transforms our lives is through encounters with the Word. Hallelujah. And those encounters with the Word produce stories in your life, what we call testimonies. One phrase I love so much in the Old Covenant or in the Old Testament is when the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. In meetings like this, you will have your own story. And you'll be able to say, The word of the Lord came unto me. And today the word of the Lord will come to you. They spoke of the word of the Lord as something they had a personal encounter with. They didn't just talk about something they read somewhere. They talked about something that met them. There are times you open your Bible and something meets you. And there are times you sit down to listen to messages and the word becomes flesh. The word is made flesh. And I believe that today will be one of those days. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, so um, there are dimensions of the flow this evening that will move you from where you are to the new level. Amen. Amen. I want someone to say new levels. Say again, new levels. We've been doing some teachings since on Friday, and um, I hope I'll be able to enter that. Amen. And we've touched on quite a lot of things. Um, try to build and allow the Spirit of God to reach out to us. But I know that we are entering an explosion, an explosion of favor. Amen. Some of you have had. Favor here, favor there. But it's about to hit you like a bomb. The things about when there's a bomb is that it disrupts everything it met. It doesn't leave what it met the same way. So I am strongly convinced in my spirit that there will be explosions of favor in our homes, in our ministries, in our churches, where we function from, it will be like something dropped there and everything exploded. 
favor. Glory to God. Explosions of favor. And when that happens, when you hear stories of a bombing in a place, someone will say, and this is how, we were just here. Then this, that, this, that, that, this, that, that. You understand that? Then they start trying to pick the piece of what is left. When this favor explodes in your domain, you will need help. People will come around to help you gather the testimonies that have erupted at one time, in one moment, in one season in your life. So in the month of March, be ready for an explosion. I have seen God do things, you know, in the few years that I have served Him. I've seen Him do awesome things. There are testimonies that, on a personal level, that I've experienced that I can't even share. Are you understanding me? And I believe some of you have testimonies like that. That means you've seen the favor of God. One of the things that happened to Jesus or was spoken about Jesus is that the Bible says he increased in favor. That means favor is in dimensions. That means favor is in dimensions. So, what this meeting is bringing you into is the new level of favor. Favor is not just people giving you things or helping you because they like you. Favor is that there is something provoking the people to bring things to you and to help you. Are we together? We saw favor when the children of Israel were told to go and meet their masters and the bosses and who they worked for and said, give me your jewelry. If favor was not working, they would have locked them up. Are you something wrong with you? It's like this, this guy is losing his mind. But when favor is at work, you will make demands that you not, naturally will not have been able to make and they will yield to your demands. Amen. And so they said, give me your gold. Give me your diamond. Give me your jewelry. The one you bought in Dubai, I want that one. And the people were giving them everything they demanded for. Not because they liked them. Not because they were interested in helping them. They could not resist the pool to give them what they needed. I declare to you that in the new level of favor, it will be irresistible. The things that you need, there will be such a pool that nothing will hinder it from coming to you. Say, I receive. New levels of favor. Wherever you are, there is more. Whatever you have seen, there is more. Whatever you have touched, there is more. Wherever you have been, 
there's a greater place. And so today, I push you into your new level. Now sit down for a moment. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, popular verse of scripture, the part B, it says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. It said, believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. It was not a repetition of his statement. He was talking about two things. He was talking about for you to even first believe in the prophet, you have to first believe in, in God. Are you understanding me? You have to believe in the Lord. Hallelujah. It's because you believe in the Lord that you believe that he sent somebody. Are we together? So he said, but now there's something about believing in the Lord. And there's something about believing his prophets. His prophet is the one he sent to speak on his behalf. The Bible says the Lord has spoken who we but prophesy. Hallelujah. That means what a prophet does is to speak what God has spoken. He's, he echoes the word. Hallelujah. Are we together? So we see that that scripture said, Believe in the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And anytime I get here, I explain it. Because there is a way you read scriptures and miss the depths of what the Holy Ghost is communicating. When he says, believe his prophets, it means that the word they brought, hold on to it like God is the one that spoke to you. Then he said, if you do that, you will prosper. The prosper he was talking about is not that you will have money. No, that's not what he's talking about. There are two key words in the Hebrew. There are many other words, but two key words that describe prosperity. One of them is a popular one, you know, shalom. You read Psalm 35, verse 27 or thereabout. It talked about how the Lord will prosper his servant. Hallelujah. In that place there, he talked about shalom. Hallelujah. Shalom, he talked about. The Lord that taketh pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. That was talking about shalom. But the Second Chronicles 20 is not talking about shalom. Shalom, let me explain it to you. Shalom is the same with salam, is peace. As the Arabic people will say, alright? Peace. But this peace is because all the things you need are provided. Okay, so you have peace. Nothing is broken, nothing is missing. You have peace. But here, it didn't say shalom. He used another word, shalak. What it means is not that everything will be fine as you are good. He said, no. You will break out. That based on what the prophet had said, you will be pushed forward. Another word is, you will be caused to experience forceful advancements. So he's not talking about prosper in that sense. Meaning that the ministry of the prophets has its place. Amen. In the covenant, prosperity has already been given to you. Are you understanding me? In the covenant, 
Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, it is he that giveth the power to get what I may establish his covenant, which is swear unto your fathers. Determine 8, 28, 8, 18. Now, the covenant already has provided prosperity. What the prophet does is to accelerate how the prosperity is delivering. Now, God didn't set any limits on your life on how big you will be. Some of you, it will surprise you to know. There's nobody God said, you will stop here. You, you will stop here. No. That same power is available to all. It is what you decide to do with it that will determine where you will end. So, when some have understood this, what they do is that they keep receiving those prophetic words and making advancements. There is nobody that is making forceful advancement that does not have a prophetic voice speaking. Are you listening to me? So, here, he said, believe in his prophets and you will break out. You will break out. You will break out. I said you will break out. Let me tell you something. There are some grandmothers that didn't even know some of the things they were doing. Alright? There are some guys that are bank MDs today, CEOs of banks. Go and find out. Their mothers were the ones in the village that were taking yam to the, 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 the priest. Are you understanding me? Taking vegetable to the priest. And the man will say, God bless you, God bless you. He broke out on their children. Are you understanding me? Because some of them didn't even know what to do with the anointing. So they'll come and just, they will speak the same word over their child. He will go to school. Then he will finish, he read the same banking and finance. But he got a job. He just said, rising in his job. He can't be explaining. He might not even be saved. But there's a, an unusual hand at work in his life. That's the shalak. Breaking out. Are we together? People talk about inheriting generational causes. But there is an inheritance of unctions. And that's the one the believers should be concerned about. Are we together? That there are Prophetic words that have been spoken that are waiting for someone to run with them. Are you understanding me? Waiting. Because the Bible says that the word he had spoken, it will not return void. It will accomplish, if it was sent to make someone blow, it's still waiting. Who is the person? Who is the person? Who is the person? Until it lands. It must accomplish that for which it was sent. I tell people that's why the leading of the Spirit is a big blessing to the believer. Without the leading of the Spirit, you will not know. I call them inheritance hotspots. Are you understanding me? You come and stand here. You know how you stand in a place, you get signal. They are in inheritance hotspots. Only the Holy Ghost can lead you to those places. Or you say, I'm going to enter, I'm entering Lagos next year or next month. I'm entering Abuja next month. And you are praying. The Holy Ghost starts leading you. Let your shop be in that place. Why? Let it be there. They say the amount, you have 500,000. They say that shop is 1.2 million. But in your spirit, the Holy Ghost tells you, take that shop. You now 
go and take that 1.2 million shop. And it was as if it's now you started living. All the forces are gravitating towards you and everything is working for you. You have entered something. You have entered something. And as I'm speaking to you, that will be your story. God never intended for you to sweat and struggle and sweat and struggle and sweat and struggle until you make it. That's not how God planned it. If that was how he planned it, Adam, from the beginning, as God was arranging the earth, he would say, you make Adam at once. Oh yeah, you, carry who? Be at the other end now. Dig that mountain now. Divide the river. But no, he did everything and brought Adam in. Are you listening to me? Listen, reject in your spirits any idea that makes you feel that you have to suffer struggle, suffer struggle, suffer before you... No, 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 it's not. Even if you were born that way, hey, you have been born again. Now that you are born again, there is a, an automatic reset in your life. Are you understanding me? An automatic reset. That means that every other thing is starts again. Amen. What salvation has done for all of us is that it puts all of us on the same platform. Are you getting me? You say, well, I didn't have a good head start in life. Are you born again? You've been given another head start. Amen. So you say, well, 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 I, when I got saved, this, it doesn't matter. What you have inside of you and what you have received can take the world. You didn't hear me well, though. I was telling a group of people, I said, look, if you don't like how you were born, do it again. So be born again. Amen. Are you listening to me? If you don't like how you were born, do it again. Amen. And the way to do it again is to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you'll be born a second time. And when you are born the second time, you have the ability to see what God is doing. The Bible talks about seeing the kingdom. Seeing the kingdom means that you can see the supernatural. Amen. Seeing the kingdom means you can see the supernatural. Now you can see the supernatural. You don't have to just depend solely on the natural. In your job, in your relationship, in your business, you can see the supernatural. And you can use the supernatural. And you have access to the supernatural. One of the gifts of the Spirit, or the manifestation of the Scripture in First Corinthians 12, it talks about the gift of working of miracles. Now, um, there's a translational, um, I'll call it a defect, you know, in that particular Scripture, because when you say the gift of working of miracles, it makes it look like it, it, it's not exactly how it is, it is in the Greek. What it really is, is that it's the ability to operate the supernatural. That's the gift. Are you understanding me? That's the gift. The ability to operate the supernatural at will. Amen. And I want to say to you that you can operate the supernatural. Let me explain what I'm saying. You know how they bring an equipment and say, ah, um, can you operate it? You say, no. I cannot operate it. The new skill sets that you have received in the spirit, you can operate it. Are you understanding me? The supernatural, you have the ability to operate it. You can speak words and things will change. You can stretch your hand and something will happen. You can enter a place and come out and alter the configuration of that place. Are you understanding what I'm saying? 
Say I can operate the supernatural. Glory to God. So new levels for us. So this ministry of speaking, the prophet speaking, and causing you to have forceful advancement. Why is this forceful advancement? It means that even if there was an opposition, even if there was a resistance, you will break out. It means that you become unstoppable. Are you understanding me? One of the anointings at work in the church, or in the body of Christ, or one of the manifestations of the anointing, is that Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It means that the thing that is driving the church, the, the, the greatest force against man cannot stop it. Then it's just that apprentice which in your village that can stop. When the, are you understanding me? Are you listening to what I'm talking about? He said the gates. You don't understand when you say the gates of hell. The very gate is God that built it. Are you understanding me? You know it's God that built the gates. No, you know the barricade that's from here is hell. Amen. Are you listening to me? Understand the revelation. He said from here is hell. A mount's gate. If you throw, it throws you in there, you can't come out. He said if you decide to enter there, you can't be stopped. Are you listening to me? Nothing from hell can resist you. So why do you think? He said, eh, my problem, my hindrance is money. Eh? Money. When gate of hell cannot stop you, say your hindrance is money. What is money? See, and the only problem I have is that I'm not really going to school. My education is my limit. No. Your limitation is what you think is your limitation. You didn't hear me well. Your limitation is what you think is your limitation. I want you to open your mouth and say, nothing is my limitation. Now, under your breath, that thing you used to think was your limitation, you will say, if it's money, you say, money is not my limitation. I'm going to say, you say when you say it today, you will break out of it. In the name of Jesus. Declare it that that thing that you thought was a limitation, you say it's not. If you are here, you don't have academic qualifications. You will say it under your breath. That my lack of academic qualification is not my limitation. My health is not my limitation. Where I come from is not my limitation. Where I live is not my limitation. Today, you know what you are doing? You are already operating the supernatural. If you believe what you said, say a loud amen. amen. That thing you said, I agree with you, that is not your limitation. Amen. I said, that thing you said, I agree with you, that is not a limitation. Amen. And you will see. That it was never a limitation. It's your thoughts that empowered it. And now that you've reversed yourself, you have, permit me to use a new language, you have disempowered it. 
Are you listening to me? Lift your hand and say, thank God I'm here. My life will never remain the same. Glory to God. So explosions of favor and new levels. New levels. New levels. New levels. There are times when a new level, new level is not an assumed level. It's a sure level. You will know that it's a new level. Praise God. You know it's a new level. You know it's a new level. There are some of you, I've said this before, no matter what problem you have in life, nobody gives you more than 5,000 naira. It's as if all the people you always meet, they had a discussion. The committee of helpers of your destiny is as if they had a meeting and said, make sure that this guy doesn't have more than 5,000. So the day you had a major crisis, someone said, hey, yeah, he transferred 4-5. You had a medical situation, someone said, ah, I will do something, I will do something. You and I are very expectant. He transferred 2,000. Say, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, I will see transfer something. Next one is 1,000. And no matter how you cry, your eyes are swollen. The sympathy never exceeds 4,999 naira. Max, 5,000. The date was 6. I said, please, I made a mistake. Send back the 1,000. is a level is that they didn't discuss with each other. Some people don't know themselves. But once they see your face, what comes to their heart? 5,000. A friend of mine was a business partner years ago. He was trying to get an oil block in this country. And um, he was not yet 35 at that time. So, but he was very ambitious, and I loved his, his courage. He was going everywhere. And finally, he got to meet the GMD NPC. That was during the passenger's time. And um, the money he spent to even be in a place where he would meet him, it was crazy. He had to go to Hilton in Abuja and pay for two weeks and be lodging there, be eating in one particular restaurant, the last restaurant there up there. So that the man will walk in one day and he will introduce himself. That is just to meet the man. It's not that he has given you the business. Are you understanding me? Finally, he met the man. I said, oh, I the man looked at him and said, what do, you, what do you say you want me to do for you? He said, oil block. The man laughed. He said, oil block is not for you. He said, I will give you something else. Don't worry. That means as he looked at him, I said, no, it's not for you. That's how people look at you sometimes. They say, no, no, it's not for you. Have you not seen some brothers? No matter how they try to get a sister, they say, I just see you as my brother. <laughs> then the one that is even real brother, she will not say she will marry that one. 
So it's not about brother. It's just a gentle way of telling you. Yeah. Are you understanding me? So it's not like they discussed it. It's just that way. They just see you that way. They perceive you that way. But what we are talking about is that there is a pushing forward. There's an increase in favor upon you today that will change how they see you and how they address you. Now let me say, God, God, God's strategies are unbeatable. Are you with me? I said God's strategies are unbeatable. There are things that will happen. You, you, you find that it's not, the, it's not something you are orchestrating. But God will use circumstances in ways that will change the perception they had about you. Amen. I've shared that testimony before. I was, we were getting, um, preparing to get married. I was preparing to get married. And I had this office somewhere on Psychiatric Road. So the office not, the distance between the office and the road is not so far. So when I drive to park, I was using one to eat a corol. The, the LA is off, so it was a corol. So I have to drive very close to the, the gates, you know, of the building. And there's a shop down there. They have this uh, burglary. I have to drive very close to it so that my, the back of my car won't be on the road. The moment I park, one girl, it's just like she was positioned to persecute me. She would just come, she won't talk to me, she doesn't greet me. She would just come, use the protector and be hitting the car. Just be hitting like that, gig, 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 until I will go back. She would just go inside. She does it to me anytime. I mistakenly park too close. She would just come, just be hitting it constantly. She had never greeted me. So one day, it was circumstantial. I didn't plan it. We were about to go buy some things for wedding. So like where we're going to, I said I will need a car, you know, to buy, to carry the things. So my dad now said, oh, come and use my car. I'm trying to remember, the, is it Montero, Mitsubishi Jeep, one of those cars. So he said, use my car. Oh, okay, thank you. So I went to pick the car. I had to come to the office before moving. So as I drove to the office, now that car is longer than my car. Are you understanding me? So as I drove close, I saw this one now, she can't come out because I blocked her gates. And I came down. I was in a hurry. I was just supposed to run up and start going. I came down, was running up. And lady just said, Rose running towards me. I saw her running. My man said, oh, I've parked this car again. She just said, good morning, sir. <laughs> I didn't understand at first. And I said, sorry, the car. She said, no, it's okay. No, it cannot be okay now. Because this is worse than what I've done before. She said, it's okay. Leave it. So, and I found out that, listen, you know, the arrangement that entered my father's heart to say, take my car, was God's plan. See, 
those things that you think are small things, they matter to God. And from that day, she started greeting me every day. When I brought Korol back, she still greeted me. A perception had changed. What you are hearing is what you will be experiencing. What you are hearing now is what you will be experiencing. Perceptions in your place of work and the places you transact are changing after tonight. Say I receive. Now, it still favor perceptions change. It still favor that makes that circumstances. It's just like when they throw a dice. It always falls six for you. Six, six. They throw again. Six, six. They throw again. Six, six. Ah, ah. The circumstance always falls in your favor. I went to a shop. To buy something. And circumstance. I was checking, checking, and I saw it. I picked what I wanted to buy. Wow, I looked at the price. Hmm. So I started looking for more. And I saw another one. Exact product. With a lower price. This was in London. So I took the two. Turned the side where turned away the where the price tag was, and I went to the salesperson there and I said, "Are these items different?" He said, "No, they're exactly the same." I said, "Are you sure?" He said, "Yes." Then I turned the price. I said, "Why is this one cheaper than this one?" He said, "Um, sorry, it must be a mistake." He went to call his boss. The boss came out, looked at him, and said, "It's a mistake." I said, we buy the mistake. (laughs) They were confused. I said, that's the price you put on it. I will buy it. I started paying. I paid. They were just looking at me. Because they were still deciding whether it was the right thing to do or not. What you are hearing... Is what you'll be experiencing. In that same trip, this was several years back, in that same trip, and I went somewhere else to buy something. The price tag, let's assume the price tag, it was the UK, so it was a pound, so let's assume it was 50 pounds. When I took it to machine it, it read 20 pounds on the machine. But on the body, is written 50 pounds. And every other one was 50 pounds. So he went and carried another of the same product and machined it. It's 50 pounds. But this other one, only one, is 20 pounds. I said, I will buy this one. <laughs> Listen, God has many ways of making you not spend money. Are you understanding me? Some people don't understand when God is providing. Because they didn't see cash enter their hands. God can provide by making you not spend the cash. And you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. That the expenses you plan to make, 
What you wanted to make the expenses for has already been done. So you can channel the funds to something else. One of my bad days, I was still a young person, much younger, I'm still a young person. And um, single, living with my parents. So a friend of mine came to me and said, oh, today's your bad day. I said, yeah, we're going out. We carried money from the house. I said, let's just break bread before we go. So we broke bread. And uh, we left. From the road, we went to many places. When we came back, we had almost ten times how much we had before we went out. And we have not spent our transport. That's favor. I didn't know where I was going to get cake. People are coming. I don't even know where I'm going to get the cake from. I was begging my dad. You know how parents have wine. You know, my parents I understand better. They have wine. So I said, Dad, just give me one bottle for my birthday. He said, no. So, and I told my mom, he refused to give me. I, I was he doing all the way. If not for Jesus Christ, I would have taken it. And he would not even know that the wine was missing. Because what we used to do in my home then, you know, was that in our teenagers, in daddy's room, if you want to carry something, don't carry half. If not, he will know. So, the Danish cookies, you just carry the whole Danish cookies, he won't know. So, I said, it's just that, you know, if not for Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we had that discussion and said, don't worry. I said, no, I worry. And I made a statement. I didn't even know it was a prophetic statement. I just said, I said, now that I'm asking for wine, you will not give me. It's now I need it, not tomorrow. On that birthday, God, that God I'm talking about, that is your God too. That will do the same to you too. Before I got back, cake was already around. The lady, I, I have not seen her for a long time. She was here last week, you know. One of my big aunties. She was here. And um, she, I've known her for many years. We've known ourselves for many years. Family friend. That day she was baking. She, it just entered her heart. Just a food I knew when I was born. He said, today, May 6th. It's his birthday. I would bake cake for him, and she baked and sent. He just entered her heart. That's how it will enter people's hearts. So. And then when I got back, wine upon wine, and I sold to my dad wine. Amen. Are you listening to me? What I'm talking about is what you'll be experiencing. Sometimes the reason why God allows you to hear these things is to enlarge your hearts. You don't have to struggle, struggle. Say, eh, I want to, I want to travel to to um, America. I want to travel to Spain. Some people want to travel to to Guinea-Bissau. Guinea-Bissau. You will now be suffering, suffering, suffering because you want to travel to Guinea-Bissau. You don't. You are not even living like well. 
You can't even go and buy something in the uh, Chicken Republic because you are saving for Guinea. Today, receive favor. Receive favor. For anyone that wants to travel, that has struggled, I speak a new level of favor into your life in the name of Jesus Christ. If help has to grow from the ground like weed, it will grow for you. If help has to break out the way weed, when weed weed grows plants, weed grows among flowers, nobody planted it. It just grew by itself. If help has to grow like weed, it will show up for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I receive help. Say again, I receive help. Anything you want to accomplish, first thing you should understand that it is easy for God. With men, things are impossible, but with God, all things are what? Possible. All things are possible. I heard the story, I heard this testimony from a pastor. A pastor. He traveled from Nigeria to South Africa and he went to preach somewhere. Then they invited him for a meal. I don't can't remember if it was lunch or dinner, but a meal. And they invited another family for a meal. As they were over the table, they said, Where are you from? He said, It's from Port Harcourt. You're from Port Harcourt? We have a house, a four bedroom. Uh, I can't remember if it was a duplex now. We have locked down the house since we relocated from Port Harcourt. We have been in South Africa. We're looking for someone to go and live there. Would you like to go and live there? Everybody said, Just like that. He came back from South Africa and was moving into a house he did not pay rent for. He doesn't know the person before. Are you understanding me? Anybody you need to help you, God knows them before. You don't need to know them before. Did you hear me? God knows them before. It's not only people you know that God can use to help you. I am counting on the people I know. None of them can help and raise that kind of capital. Who told you God is depending on the people you know? Somebody was telling me one time, said, look, 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 I need God to help me raise the capital. I said, what if God decides to do it without capital? He said, eh. I said, why are you talking like capital, capital? What's capital? A family was in debt. They were owing money. So they came and met me to pray for them, husband and wife, you know, serious financial issues. So they came and met me, and they were in faith. So I said, they're like, oh, um, Pastor, we're in faith that God will give us the money to pay them so that they will not do like this or they will not do like that. So, so as we were talking, I said, why are you limiting God? The thing is that you want the debt to be cleared. Stop telling God how to clear it. And we prayed. They left. They did not pay that money. The person called and said, it is in my heart that you write it off. Now, they didn't imagine that that could happen. Are you listening to me? They didn't imagine that that could happen. What they were calculating is that 
Someone will give them this amount, they will pay small. They will be paying small. So the miracle is that they will pay small, small, and then they will clear it. Because they've not been able to pay anything. And if you are here today and you are under any burden of death, that same favor, I speak it into your life. And I call that favor to speak concerning your finances. I demand that that death be cleared in the name of Jesus. Let the load and the stone of that death be rolled away from your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know what it is to owe somebody? Who does the old age to try? But that body is lifted. Say, I receive. Say again, I receive. We're going to end this service in celebration, all right? And I'll tell you the reason why. Well, I'm getting there. I'm trying to teach, but I'm not finding where I'm to enter it. Amen. Glory to God. When I walk here, I'm looking for a door. Anywhere I'm walking, I'm looking for a door to enter the teach. Amen. But, but thank you, Lord. But I know that the dimension of favor you were in before you came in here is not where you are in when you step out. Amen. That I am convinced. So back to the 5,000 naira man. When favor has increased, you will go back to the same places you used to go. They will not give you 5,000. You will even ask for 5,000. They will say, why will I give you 5,000? When I understand the situation, they will be bargaining to do more than the 5,000 that was your former level. Because that thing that they used to see, that used to give them the figure to give you, that thing is now giving them another figure. Are you listening to me? So the perception they have of you has changed. It has changed. I know that favor, you see, you can wear it consciously. Say, I'm walking into that place with this new level of favor. That's how you wear it. Oh. We have this course in school. I think we, we do it, um, engineering students do it in their third year or so. So we had a problem, it's a chemistry course. We had a problem with the lecturer. She didn't allow all of our department to write the course. She had an issue with the engineering students. So she said we should come specially and register for the course, apart from school registration. And she has a fixed time. And sometimes she will fix the time when we have lectures. So the time she gave had passed, and most of us have not done it. And people will go there and she will harass them, embarrass them. There's nothing that they didn't do. So one of the days I came, I didn't know they had done all that to them. This has happened two times with two different people. And people are standing by the corridor, just waiting. And I said, you say, ah, the woman, don't go there. I said, I'm different. Amen. And I knocked on her door and entered. What was on her face was, who dare come in? You understand that? So I walked in, I greeted her. You know this kind of thing where 
an ATM machine, there are two, and everybody's queued up in one. Then you just go to the one that nobody's queued up. And everybody just say, in the in Sunday warrior, we with the mumu here. You know how Nigerians behave. You understand that? You saw all of us queuing behind this one. You just walk and go there. Then when they now look foolish, is when money starts coming out from it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's how they felt that day. I, I just passed, passing the person that entered. Like, see this guy. Then I entered and spoke to the woman. I could see them listening because they were about to hear somebody being thrown out. And I said, thank you, man, thank you, man. As I was walking towards it, I came back and said, what time exactly, man, should we come tomorrow? He said, 10 o'clock. I said, we'll be there at 10 o'clock. I closed the door. Everybody said, follow me. <laughs> what did she say? I said, 10 o'clock tomorrow. But God, God is awesome. Listen, you will enjoy God's setups. <laughs> now, the woman, I don't know what was going on in her mind. I don't know her for, I, I don't know her in a personal way, so I don't know what's going on in her mind. But she's very she has mood swings, I believe so. So I could come tomorrow and she could change. Are you understanding me? That tomorrow when I came, people had come before the time, they were just waiting. You get one boy. We've been going inside. <laughs> so I arrived. And I knocked. I was the first that entered. I greeted her. She was seated. I didn't know that when I came with my book, flyers, serve the Lord. Flyers of a, an upcoming program were inside. So as I was talking to her, some of them fell inside her office. So, and I left. Something, I can't remember the program. Anointing or something like that. I can't remember the program. So when I came the next day, he was giving me my flyer. Your flyers are here. So now what God has done is that he's a man of God. So she did my own registration first. I said, can the others come? <laughs> Say yes. You will open doors for people. <laughs> and every setup you need to make that thing happen, as I'm speaking to you, the setups are being arranged. Angels are dispatched on your behalf. And are making the things arranged in a way that it will fall for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, you say, okay, how did it happen? Say, hey, it happened because a car was parked here. So the car was blocking the distance. That announced to there. That's when I saw him. Every setup that needs to be made for that thing to fall for you, receive it in the name of Jesus. This kind of setups. Glory to God. And God has ways of setting up things. Um, as I stood up this evening to come out from my office, I heard first time miracles. And what flashed was that experience I had coming from Abuja where someone paid for me to be on first class. What's going on? Business class. And um, Nigeria business class. And that was the first time someone was paying for me it was the first time miracle for me. But you know, first time miracles, we meet another first time miracle that we meet another first time miracle and meet another first time miracle. So, so I was in business class, sat down. The next thing I saw, a former governor of River State came 
and sat close to me. I said, this is getting interesting. I now understand why business class is important. Now, the first thing that happened was that before we boarded the plane, there are some people that is when we boarded the plane, they started greeting us. Ah. Just like, ah, you are sitting here. Good day. Some people thought I was with the governor. I was on my own. So they would greet governor and they would greet me. Some, of course, maybe have seen me on television. So they say, they greet governor, they will greet me. They will greet governor, they will greet me. And they were passing. So I was just, yes. Sir. <laughs> Enjoy the ride, though. So, I sent a text to my wife. She was not with me. So I sent a text to my wife. I said, guess what? I told her what was happening. She was like, will you talk to him? I said, of course. So, we didn't talk much until we were about to land. And then he started asking me questions. What do you do? Where's the church? Blah, blah, blah. Just so, they're talking about what's happening. So, the discussion got heated or serious when we are coming off the plane. So, now he was the one talking. So, I had to keep listening to what he was saying. And he assumed that I'm going to VIP. Are you understanding me? Normally, I come to the airport, I go my way. So, he assumed. So, we were just talking with me, talking to the us, we were going towards VIP. My man, I was like, I'm supposed to go this way. <laughs> you understand that? But he was talking, to, you know, explaining, you know, you know, he was just talking. So we kept going. We entered VIP. You know the thing that excited me when we entered the VIP? They said, yes, let's see, sir. They said, man of God, sir. I said, ah, they know me too. <laughs> you know? So we entered. Now, I had nothing to do with it. It was a setup. I had nothing to do with it. When we entered the VIP, you know, they had all those their cars and escorts, you know. So my people said calling me. I think Pastor B was among the enterers that day. They said calling me. I said, Where are you people? You're in the wrong place now. Come to come to VIP. They will start picking you in a different place. That was set up. I speak into every life hearing the sound of my voice. This new month you are stepping into, enjoy supernatural setups, financial setups, promotion setups, connection setups, networking setups. In the name of Jesus, say, I receive it. And then, this month, I usher you into first time miracles. The proof of new level is that there will be a first time miracle. That's how you will know that it's a new level. What you have never experienced, you will now experience. So I receive first time miracles. 
Say again, I receive first time miracles. Glory to God. Sit down for a moment. The gospel, this gospel, is not as people, some people think it is. Say, hey, we went to hear in Samuel. I was telling my people, I said, I don't preach sermons. I bring messages. The gospel is not history. It is news. 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 It is news that has a historic backing. But it is news to the one hearing it. Meaning that that thing that happened historically, you are experiencing now. That's the gospel. So the gospel, you know, words have changed over the years. They have what they call old English. They have middle English. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Now we're speaking English. The idea of gospel, the root word is God's spell. They believe that witches used to cast spells on people. Say, so the boy just the mumu, then curse him. That's a spell. The man will have money and blow it. There's a spell on him. That just as witches have spells they cast on people, God has his own spell that he cast on people. So the gospel is God's spell. Amen cast on you that you will experience favor. So anytime you sit to hear the gospel, a spell is being cast on you. And that's what I've been doing to you here. Now. Casting God's spell on you. On your left and on your right is favor. Behind you and in front of you is favor. Explosions of favor. New levels of favor. Don't calculate how it will happen. Don't calculate it. It will happen. Stop calculating. Okay, okay, then, then, okay. No, 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 no. no. You can sleep and wake up tomorrow morning. Let me just scare you a bit. Some of you have faith more that you can sleep and not wake up tomorrow. Why is it not hard for you to believe that you can sleep today as a tenant and wake up tomorrow as a landlord? Is it not one night Joseph slept, the next morning he was in the king's palace? I'm asking a question. Is it not? It was one day it happened. This place we are in, one day we were sharing the place with people. One day we woke up, it was in our hand. God can do the same for you. Are you listening to me? God can do the same for you. 
And that everybody here hears it knows that this is the hand, this is the finger of God. It's not, it's not it's the finger of God. You don't know, that's God. I've told you before, listen, your life will, such, will be in such a state, like we are told about the tortoise on the fence. If you see a turtle, turtle, anytime I explain, I explain that turtle is the cousin to a tortoise, because what we know in Africa is tortoise because of stories of tortoise that has sense. So the turtle is the cousin to the tortoise. So I can continue my message. Now, if you see a turtle, okay, some of you want a tortoise, okay. If you see it on a fence, you see it on the fence, won't you know somebody put it there? The question you ask is, who carried this thing and kept there? You will say, how did this thing walk up to that? You know that it cannot on its own get to that place. This month of March you are stepping into, you will function like that tortoise on the fence. And people will point fingers and say, I know that he cannot achieve that by himself. I know. No, he cannot do that. He doesn't have enough sense to do that. He doesn't have enough money to execute that project. How did he do it? Somebody has helped him. Somebody has helped her. That will be the story that will be told about your life. You become that man that God has helped. God has helped me. Say, God has helped me. He said, I'm the man that God has helped. Glory to God. Where, where are the people God has helped? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? How did you enter that city? God helped me. How did you start that company? God helped me. How did you clear that debt? God helped me. How did you travel? God helped me. How did that car enter your house? God helped me. How did you start building that house? God helped me. How did you acquire that property? God helped me. Rebakataye. Rabakatazataye. Look at ministries God has helped. Look at churches God has helped. Look at institutions God has helped. They will say you are not smart enough. You say yes, God helped me. long leg. Say, God helped me. I've been to places where I don't know nobody. But I know the person that knows everybody. I said, I've been to places where I don't know anybody. I walked into a place. I didn't know anybody. I just walked there. I stood there. I said, God, there's help for me here. I don't know how you're going to do it, but there's help for me here. And someone showed up. Today, people will show up 
Because God has positioned some of them as human angels to attend to your needs. Sit for a moment. And we release the ministry of angels into your endeavors in the month of March. And that there will be increased angelic activity in your endeavors. Years ago, as young fellows were sharing flyers for a program. They invited, sorry, they brought the flyer straight from the press and brought it to us. We took the flyer. We are the first set of people that took the flyer. And we started trying to go and share the flyers. As we hit the road, we met the first person. We want to invite you for this program. I said, someone has already invited me. I said, no, nobody has invited you. We and this guy are the only ones with the flyer. He said, no, someone has already invited me. And so we thought that guy was doing well to collect the flyer. We met second person. He said, someone has invited me. We went to third person. He said, someone has invited me. Just, yeah. He said, the person is just going in front of you. He's inviting. There's no human being. That's hell. That's hell. That makes the things that concern you to be moving without human assistance, so to speak. We've had people come to church that saw flyer on the road. There's a young man. He was walking on the road. And it's still about the setups. A flyer was on the floor. He, was, he, saw, he saw the flyer on the floor. He was looking at it. Then he heard a voice. Go there. It will help you. He picked the flyer. And came to church. Amen. So why can God not advertise your business? Amen. Why can God not announce you? We had another case. Then Mrs. A.K. was working in the church office. A brother, I didn't know him from anywhere. He had a vision. And it, then we were somewhere on, down the road. And he saw a church. And he said, go there. And he saw a big woman <laughs> by the door of the church. So he came and was asked, is there a church here? He went to Bougainville then. Is there a church? They said, there's a church. He came and he entered. He saw her in the hall. He said, yeah, this is the place God sent me to. God can send people like that to the thing you do. Are we together? God can send people like that to that thing that you do. So in the month of March, they will hear about you. Yesterday or thereabouts, we were talking about Psalm 23. And we got to the verse that says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We read it in message translation. I'd like us to read the message translation again. Amen. 
Good. Let's read together. I want to go. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. Now, imagine, I've had three-course dinner. I never knew there was six courses. It's in the Bible I'm seeing six courses. So God decided to serve a six-course dinner. Amen. And now, the thing that intrigues me about this verse is that, where did the enemies come? That means God sent ivy to the enemies. It's not me that invited them. God invited them. Come, come, come and see, come and see. When they gathered, you were eating. You were enjoying. That means that God was the one that was doing publicity on your behalf. For people to come and watch you enjoy the month of March. This month of March, publicity will be given to you. You will enjoy supernatural publicity. Lift your right hand. Say supernatural publicity. Say again, supernatural publicity. Say the third time, supernatural publicity. There's a guy in this church. He's here, he's in this service. He saw me in a vision and came. Then he saw the flyer on the road. He said, Come to church. That's the man I saw in the vision. Amen. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? He said, Come to church. Hallelujah. These things you are hearing, it will work. Let me say it with the tone of our former president's wife. These things we are sharing, there is God in it too. Your life will never remain the same. I want to read the scripture, then we'll enter our celebration of praise. Okay, first Timothy six. Um, put up twelve, King James, please. Seventeen. Yeah, that's my scripture. Let's read together. One to go. Give me the amplified version of this. Please read again once you go. And ceaselessly. For what? Is it for our suffering? 
So I'm just suffering this card that God just gave me. I used to hear ladies then, you know, I used to tell my wife, I said, why would a woman wear a shoe that you are not comfortable with? <laughs> I was coming out today. I know I'm going to be preaching and talk for a long time. But comfortable shoes. That's what I mean. Comfortable shoes. No, no, I'm walking like this. His shoe is supposed to be enjoyed. Amen. Are you as an enemy? Not to be suffered. Eh? Yes, my. Say, take picture. Ow. You are in pain. I don't have to wear something that is worrying me. If I wear it, it is doing like something. I just remove it. I don't believe it. Let me focus on what I came to do. Are you as an enemy? There's something I don't you just and maybe the shirt when you wear it is doing you somehow. I just I just wear it. Amen. I, let me also the brothers are laughing. Now what are some of you that wear tie like this? You can't breathe. You can't breathe. It's not God's plan for you to die by strangulation. Only the name that you are dressing up. Give her the shirt. Another one will come. Amen. Glory to God. Which one is easier? To be in faith for your stomach to reduce or to buy a new trouser. Amen. <laughs> buy a new trouser. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I command it. I command it. I command it. Listen, God wants you to enjoy what is bringing your way. Now, why I got here was this. In the month of March, is a month to enjoy. Let me tell you the principle of enjoyment. If is this cup of water that you have to drink, let me tell you what enjoyment is not. See, only the one time they gave me. This one now, what will you do in my life? <laughs> this one is it water? No. How to enjoy? If it's this water you are going to drink, sit down very well. Father, I thank you for this wonderful water. Then drink it. Somebody say, Is it not what I are drinking? Is it Sprite? Say, Is the water Sprite? Say. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. The Bible says, Godliness with contentment. So, what I'm teaching you is what you will do in March. You live in a house where the wall, the two walls, you cannot stretch your leg and sleep. So that's why every time in your dreams, you're always shot. <laughs> because of how you sleep. Because you are sleeping like this. 
when you go back there to sleep stop cursing the place this kind of house what kind of land, wicked landlord will build a house like this no as you lie down there to sleep father i thank you see because it is temporary enjoy it that day You say, okay, you go back home this night. You have Indomie noodles to eat. And somebody followed you. That means he has a stake in the Indomie. Don't try to quarrel with him before you reach the house. So that he will be angry and not eat. Cook the indomie with love. Put it in the center of the table. Bless it like you are eating the sixth course dinner. Then eat. Are you hearing me? Now let me tell you something. In the month of March, anything that troubled you in February, don't allow it feed you with a negative emotion. Are you listening to me? That is the attitude of thanksgiving. Are you listening to me? That means that you will be so thankful. That's how you will enjoy the month of March. Are you listening? Stop complaining. Oh, maybe you are going home now. You enter Keke. The Keke will be shaking like this, shaking like this. Say, what kind of life is this? What kind of life is this? What kind of life is it? Don't complain. Don't complain. You understand that? It's a long time you enter this wing. Are you understanding me? Don't complain. Arrive. The important thing is that you reach your house. Amen. Then thank him. Thank him. Enjoy where you are. Because something else is coming. One thing that short circuits God's power is murmuring. And Check, even the children of Israel. Anytime they murmured, something went against them. Don't murmur. Only give thanks. Let me tell your neighbor that. Tell the other person, tell the other person. So, that's how. That's how. But I am pronouncing over you. That the month of March is your month to enjoy. Some of you, Satan will not even know what annoys you anymore. Are you understanding? We did like this, he's still thanking God. We did like this, he's still thanking God. That's when the scripture is fulfilled. That those your adversities, they start working for your good. Say it's my month of enjoyment. In the month of March, I enjoy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you come out from your house, don't just look at the place and start complaining. 
Are you listening to me? I know some of you have complained for so long that you have a PhD in complaining. You even have documents, a thesis written. You will resign. Lift your hand. Say, I resign. I resign. From, complaining, from complaining. From murmuring. From murmuring. In the name of Jesus. Only thanksgiving. Now this is somebody that are driving. They're inside the car. You know their moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one elderly man I used to meet on a particular road years ago. And then I was using the uh, message 190. I met him more than once. Very elderly man. He's driving on the road. The first time I met him, and I, he just looked at me as if we had quarrel before. I move. Is there? Then I'm clearing for him to pass. Look at me. I say, I'm not even here what he's saying. But I met him another time. He was still like that. When you are like that, after a while, the car will look like your face. God had given us, go back to King James. All things richly to enjoy. Richly. Ever say richly. Do you know what it means that it's giving you richly all things to enjoy? It's not giving you meagerly. Alright? It's not giving you meagerly. I saw some children on the road. You know, just kids that going back from school. And one was giving the other one a drink. Say, open your mouth. Say, it's enough. This is plenty. It's enough. It's enough. That's not how God is giving you things. You are not in hell. It's in hell. They say, a little drop just to quench my taste. Type and say, you are not in hell. Heaven is opposite. Of hell. They don't do a little to drop to quench your taste. In heaven, there's gold on the streets. The streets are paved with gold. I, before I end, I want to say this. Anything inside you that fights prosperity, just kill it. Say, eh? Now the problem I have with prosperity. Please don't have a problem with prosperity. Prosperity has a problem with you. Anything that counters a positive mindset concerning prosperity, don't entertain it. All these rich people that are just chopping Nigeria money, God will judge them. And when you are saying it, you are saying it with pain. Like the money was in your pocket when they collected it. Even if they didn't steal it, you will still not have it. You didn't hear me? Even if they didn't steal it, you will still not have it. You know how many billions are locked in different places? A lecture is coming. 
Anywhere they locked it, it will reach you. Are you listening to me? So he gives us richly all things to enjoy. God doesn't want you to have a car that you spend more time under the car than inside the car. Are you hearing me? Some of you know what I'm talking about. When you calculate the hours, it's true. I've been under the car more than I'm inside the car. I used to have a 504. My dad's 504 when I was in year one or year two. Anybody that takes the car out, they don't come back with the car. Only me comes back with the car. And it's by faith. Because I talk to the car. In the name of Jesus, you will not drop me on the road. You are coming back home. We're bringing that car from Toba to uh, Rumokuta without fuel. He said, the fuel is finished. I laid down and said, you will not sleep. You will continue moving. <laughs> I drove that car without wiper. From Rome, Massey to Toba. I was going to look for our... Heavy rain now started. I was on the express. Heavy rain. You know those kind of rain like that. No wiper. So this is how I was driving. I wound down my glass. My head. I went to a car, but it's like I'm trekking. And the thing is that when I reached there, I did not see her. Are you with me? So I know what I'm talking about. But all those kind of cars are not the cars you'll be using again. You enter a car, you are driving, your heart is at rest. You are using your faith for other things. Not using your faith to hold carburetor. Use your faith to hold. <laughs> when they start listing all the things you use your faith for, plug, plug, carburetor, tire, wheel balancing. This is how you'll be laughing throughout the month of March. This is how you'll be rejoicing throughout the month of March. Keep standing. Listen, we are done now. Listen. God taught me about how to steal the enemy and the avenger. He said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. 
When Jesus talked about it, he said, you have ordained praise. That thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. I didn't know that that was something that important. But it came to me by the help of the Spirit of God. I had traveled to America without my complete documents. And it was a mistake on my part. Because I don't always carry my Nigerian passport. So it was at the airport in Lagos. I discovered that my Nigerian passport was expired. Now, sometimes I just feel that God decides to manifest his glory with certain circumstances. Because there's no how. how can, my wife said, how can those kind of things? You forgot your... You don't, those kind of things don't... You don't do, you, that doesn't happen. I couldn't explain it. That I didn't check my Nigerian passport until I was in Lagos. I, I'm living in Portaco, so I'm, I flew from Portaco to Lagos, waited for my flight, presented it. Then, it's not even me that discovered it. It's the immigration guy that discovered it. this passport is expired. No. When I looked, you know the type you do like this? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, am I dreaming? So it's expired. Well, long and short, they allowed me to go because I had another passport. And they let me go. And then they said, but we cannot guarantee how you will come back to this country. And we didn't see you. They didn't collect money from me. They didn't collect any money from me. So I traveled. When I got to America, the issue came up. Immediately I arrived, the guy asked, where was my original destination? Then I said, Nigeria. He said, there's no visa, Nigerian visa, in this your passport. I said, yes, because I have another passport. He said, let me see the other one. So I brought a Nigerian passport. When he saw it, he said, it's expired. He said, how did you, you say you're coming from the country. I said, how did you come out from the country? You know where you, you are answered by this sentence? That means whatever you heard, take it like that. Receive the interpretation of whatever I said. But he didn't bother. He said, okay. He couldn't figure out how I left the country, you know. He allowed me in. I went about what I was doing in America. From time to time, I remember it. But when it was time for me to return, is when the pressure became heavier for me. I was like thinking, ah. So I said, calling. I called people, I tried to reach this person, and this, that, that, that. We're trying to arrange for one senior immigration person to be at the airport when I will land, so that in case of anything, you know, we thought of all things. In America there, I don't live in America, but I started trying to look for ways to get a new Nigerian passport, but it was not possible because I don't live there. I went online, all those Nigerian things that don't work online, sorry to say. You know, so all of that. After I forgot about it, I said, ah, okay. Then in the nights, the last night, my last night in America, they kept me in a fantastic hotel. You know, there are some hotels you cannot have nightmare in that hotel. 
Because no demon has the address. So, the people, um, you know, there's a particular guy, wonderful guy, wonderful guy. God bless his heart. He said, when I'm, am I done with the program? I said, yes. We want to put a host me. I was in Florida. He said, I want to preach you, pastor. And he took me to a fantastic place. That guy is a good guy. He's always organizing things for me. The only thing he has organized that he used to take was a gun. He said, pastor, let's get you a gun. <laughs> yeah, he's real serious about it. He has been on my case. Good, solid, you know. I organize for one other man of God. I can organize for you. But great guy, you know. So he took me to this hotel and put me there. I was not paying for anything. I was just like walking around the place. You know, if you say glory, you will feel it. <laughs> Hallelujah, you will feel it. But that night I slept in that hotel. And I don't dream this kind of dreams. And I had a dream. And in the dream, it was like I arrived somewhere. I was coming down the staircase. And two lions attacked me. I don't have those kind of dreams. So when I saw them, I stopped. Where are they coming from? Then I woke up. In the moment I woke up, the Holy Ghost said to me, that is the enemy and the avenger. And I didn't know what he meant. He now explained to me. He said the enemy is someone that, of course, is your enemy. is not your friend. But the avenger is an enemy that has a just cause, a legal reason to be your enemy. So he showed me where the two things were. One was my passport issue. The other was another matter. He said, these are things waiting for you when you arrive. They are waiting for you to arrive. So he said, out of the mouth of babes and serpents, I've ordained praise that I might steal the enemy and the avenger. That means that when I engage praise, it will shut the mouth of the avenger and shut the mouth of the enemy. Hey! I was alone in that room. I started singing. Said praising. In my mind, I'm singing with uh, either Shadrach's voice or Kevin's voice. You understand that? Forget how it was sounding outside, but I was praising, 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 praising. Alone, I was praising. I rolled on the floor. I was praising. I did it until I had a note of victory in my heart. Then I stopped. And I knew it was done. The next morning, I, it, I did it into the morning. I was traveling that day. I left. When I got to Nigeria, now, the testimony started in Paris. I believe it was Paris, not Amsterdam. It was Paris. When I was to enter, they supposed to ask me for my Nigerian passport because the other passport has cleared me on this other way. Now I'm entering Nigeria. So in Paris, the lady, boarding pass, passport. Boarding pass, passport. When you got to me, my own interpretation, natural interpretation, is that maybe I was black. But the other people were black. She just said I should pass. She didn't check my passport. She didn't check my boarding pass. I passed. She, she just looked at the boarding pass. She didn't check my passport. I passed. So I like, whoa, this is God. That never happened to me. So I passed. Entered the plane. You know, it's the type of I'm the plane. Like, let them not come and call me. <laughs> we took off. Landed for Tarkot. When we landed for Tarkot, I saw foreigners on one queue, Nigerians on one queue. Since I didn't have the Nigerian passport complete, I joined the foreigners queue. As I'm going, I'm going there. There are some people that know me at the airport are wondering what I'm doing. 
say, leave me alone. No. <laughs> I got to the point at the foreigner's queue. I gave the guy my other passport. He made his foreign passport. He said, flipping through to look for the visa, Nigerian visa. He didn't see a visa. And I said, there's no visa in this one. I said, yes. He said, you are Nigerian now? I said, yes. He said, let me have the Nigerian passport. In my heart, I'm shouting, no. No. Now, the passport is in my left breast pocket. But you would think the passport was at Rumola. I'm going to pay transport to go and bring it and come. That's how slow I was. Everyone was waiting for me. I just did my hand like this. And I'm looking at the guy. In my heart, it's slow motion. No, don't ask for this passport. I'm bringing it out slowly. And I, and I like, don't take it. He just collected the passport, opened it, passed it through the scanner. It, instead of green, he read, he read something. He said, ah, this passport has expired. I'm like, so that's what I say. The passport has expired. He now gave his colleague, say, don't stamp it. The colleague said, yes, sir, and stamped it. Stamp. He now said, I say, no, stamp, Pam. He said, hey, two of them said, laughing. I said, laughing. As I'm laughing, I enter, do. Hey, hey. Everybody started laughing. That's how I entered. That's how I'm here. I said, the guy was following me. I said, you don't stamp up now. Anybody you stamp, it means you have cleared them to enter. He started laughing. Listen to me. Today, without music, you will rejoice. You will praise God. You will celebrate. And God is stealing the enemy and the avenger on your behalf. Celebrate that. Rejoice. 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 Glory. Glory. Rejoicing things are shifting. As you are rejoicing, things are shifting. As you are celebrating, things are arranging themselves. Listen, there are two words that are cousins. The words are enjoy and rejoice. All of them have joy inside. Enjoy and rejoice. Now, because month of March you are enjoying, what you are doing today now is to rejoice about the enjoyment in the month of March. Are you getting that? So we're going to use two minutes to rejoice about the kind of enjoyment that you are experiencing. You will experience in the month of March. 
Go ahead, rejoice. Entered enjoyment. You have entered enjoyment. Say, I have entered. You have entered enjoyment. Supernatural enjoyment. Heavenly inspired enjoyment. Heavenly initiated enjoyment. Say, I've entered. Say, I've entered. Favor on every side. Explosions of favor. New levels. Glory to God. Thank Him everywhere. Lift up your offerings everywhere. Enjoy in March. Enjoy in March. Lift up your offerings and thank Him. If you want to do a transfer, the account details on the projector screen. You want to use a POS on every. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith faith online.org.